Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, a lot of password talk this week, given that the Waikato DHB got ransomware. Uh, McDonald's gave a present to an old guy in Upper Hutt, and it went viral. Uh, the uh, division of labour in your house and alien contact and finish up with a little bit of third encounter but before any of that uh the vaccine rollout the report's in uh, it's not a great report so yeah there are issues there are problems are we the only country to have issues and problems with rolling out a vaccination program of the scale no we're not but it is consistent with the health health ministry just not being able to perform the people themselves would like to be able to. The staff within our public health system know what needs to be done, know what they need to do the job, but they're just not being backed up by the ministry. So I think asking questions, calling for explanations, not just blithely saying, oh, well, it's very difficult. They've had over a year knowing this was coming up. They have vaccination programs for other diseases. The COVID one is not the same, I grant that. Everything's come to a grinding halt for, because of COVID. But there was a system in place. And to point that out to the ministry and say, really? You don't think you could have done any better? I don't think there's any harm in doing that at all. I guess my only worry is that if you um, make too much of a fuss about it, then people lose confidence and then people stop doing what they're told. And if there's one thing we, we probably need to do what we're told, it's uh, in matters of uh, public health. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they can't do better. I'm just saying let's not tell everybody that they're completely useless because at the moment we're not dying of COVID. And whether that's luck or something to do with what they've been doing, it can't be ignored. Uh, meanwhile, uh, change your password. Uh, you know what to do. Yeah, the ransomware attacks are getting worse and worse and worse. How secure is your password? And have you been hacked? And there's a Just big on a personal level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking to Paul Spain, who's an IT expert, because I was saying to Phil this morning before we came on air, I, I really, it's shameful how ill-prepared I am for an attack. You've not giving me details on air on that. <laughs> no. That's probably about as enough as, you, as enough as you should be saying, to be honest, when I think about it. But I'll never tell you. mind until just now. But Now, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah. If you go to Google, there's a thing. I just actually looked it up. If you go to Google, you can actually type in how hard to hack my password. Now, I did that. Yes. And I was surprised. My password, which I use for multiple sites, it's terrible. That's the shameful part. I'm going to change it. But I, I entered it. Well, you it, didn't enter your password, did you? You so, entered something similar to it. Exactly. As so it was advised like, by executives here. Exactly. So I didn't put my – just in case that was hacked. Yeah. But it's basically a, an identical password just with different characters. And it said that it would be one month and two days to hack my password. That's better than I would have thought. Yeah, one month and two days. Yeah. However, my former password yes. that I changed about six years ago, I entered that in, and I promise this is true, through Google, how hard to hack my password. My former password – Three seconds, they reckon, is what it would take a hacker. Yeah, so I, I then did the same thing, and the password, one of the passwords I used, and obviously I varied it slightly, but it followed the same length and mix of uh, letters and numbers. 28 years for the, for the one 
for one of the ones that I use, and the oh, others I good. use are all about the same length. Um, but for the one I use, the first one I ever used, uh, less than one second. Really? Less than one second to hack it. Yeah, right. Which is a bit spooky. Uh, here's a top tip. I was just reading an article this morning. Apparently, if you install um, a, a Cyrillic virtual keyboard on your computer, they, there's a setting where you can you can basically install another keyboard, which you don't ever actually have to use. But if it's you know Russian or Chechnyan or whatever. Um, apparently, most ransomwares are programmed to not install on computers with that because you're basically that's friendly fire. You see what I mean? You don't see what I mean? If you don't understand what I'm talking about, there's no hope for you. Let's be honest. Um, you may as well just go to uh, McDonald's every day, and hopefully they'll give you a present when you turn 90. Now, I think what everybody's interested in, apart quite quite apart, John, from the fact that you've made it to 90, did you really go to <laughs> McDonald's every day for 37 years? Uh, well, majority of those days, yes, yes. On, on the majority, at least five or six days a week, I guess. And what do you get when you go there? Well, I, I normally go to breakfast there. I'll have a, a, a um, I'll have a, a, a muffin, you know, an egg muffin and uh, bacon and egg muffin and, uh, and and a hash brown, something like that. Yeah, and a flat white, apparently. And a flat white, oh, yes, yeah, got to be a flat white, yes, indeed. <laughs> what do you make of the McDonald's coffee? Is it up to scratch? Oh, yes, I, f- I find their coffee very very nice, yes, indeed. Okay. John, has it taste? I mean, has the taste changed, you know, in terms of the food? Has the portion size changed in the last 37 years? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, the, the portion sizes have changed. The, the muffin is not as big as it originally was, I must say. Yeah, that's why you got to go Mega McMuffin, isn't it? Uh, oh, my God, my mouth is watering so much right now. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to continue talking for the rest of this podcast. So hungry. Uh, so McMuffin every day, eh? McMuffin a day keeps the doctor away. Haven't heard that one before, but, I mean, you can't argue with the evidence. The evidence is there, isn't it? Hey, uh, now, we've got uh, another story this week that talks about um, couples splitting up the domestic duties at home, the the housework and and cooking and so forth. Uh, And Kate, I think, has been pretty obsessed with this story, I think it's fair to say. I know that in our house I'm actually very lucky to have a partner who happens to love housework, who washes cars and sheets and towels and vacuums floors and takes up rubbish and does the ironing and runs the kids around. But, but... If you asked him, do we have enough apples for the week? Or where do the school lunch boxes go? Or when does the PE uniform need to be washed by? I can pretty much guarantee he won't have given that a second thought. Furthermore, he won't care. Show me the survey on the gender split around caring about household jobs and when they're done, knowing intuitively what needs to happen at home and thinking ahead about it, because that's the real measurable on who's got extra time. Hawksby. I sound slightly aggrieved by that. Oh, my goodness, Kate, you are so right. You see, when the feedback starts coming in immediately, you know you've hit the nail on the head. It's a daily question. Some people are texting in their household, who's doing the planning? See? Got it. It's exactly right. And all the women said, amen. Yeah, um, and I look... When, when are we just going to accept that men are useless, you don't need us, get rid of us? Why do you keep us around? I just don't understand it. I, I really, I just don't understand it. Uh, we're going to finish up here with something nobody understands. 
alien life. A lot of talk all around the world these days about extraterrestrials, so I want to talk about that also. And I suppose with the extraterrestrial discussion, I want to narrow it down slightly because the discussions we often get about UFOs and stuff like that are pretty betty. So I guess the question I want to ask you tonight is how do you think how do you think that we will find out about alien contact? Will it be the scientists via the government? Will let people know that they've been in contact with aliens? Is that how it's going to happen? Because it's not going to be a sighting of a UFO, is it? It's going to be something that's more technological. So I'm curious to know what, I mean, some people say I've already had contact. I don't know if that's true. Um, the other thing, of course, which is a possibility that um, they could have been here before. Um, they could have arrived 4,000 years ago and they could be trying to contact us with a former language. So I'd be curious to know what you've got to say about that. How do you think we'll find out that the aliens are here or how do you think they'll contact us? Yeah, but to think about there. Do you think Marcus calls them UFOs? I mean, I've heard people refer to them as UFOs before as UFOs. But Marcus is just doing it to annoy people, isn't he? He doesn't really think that that's how you should say it, does he? Because, I, like, I respect him if he's messing with people. I don't respect him if he literally just thinks that that's how you say UFO. I'm Glenn ZB, um, and I respect him. So I'm, I'm going with the the messing with people thing. I think that's what he's doing. It's a joke. It's got to be a joke, right? I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, more jokes like that, more great jokes like that tomorrow on another Newsweek ZB. See you then.